Since its creation in 1976, L'Occitane has always been committed to protecting nature, from which we have so much to learn, like the plants and flowers who reveal their secrets and incredible powers. Today, with its Forgotten Flowers perfume collection, the brand writes a new chapter in its history. It goes back in time to discover a lost heritage, the plants forgotten by perfumers. At the heart of this olfactory adventure are passionate men and women, growers, perfumers, and researchers with a common dream. To rediscover lost flowers and give them a new lease of life in a brand new perfume collection. In our new podcast, Forgotten Flowers, we explore the story of these flowers and why they were forgotten. We look at the connections between these plants and the people who joined our quest to discover them anew. Today, Babutine, or Tansy in English, opens up about her life and invites us into her universe. What L'Occitane is doing is great. It's fantastic. There's no two ways about it. I'm a common flower. I'm everywhere and nowhere all at once. I've been forgotten by the perfume industry. But now, thanks to L'Occitane, you won't be forgetting about me anytime soon. Let's start at the beginning. I'm going to tell you how our paths crossed and how I made a comeback to the world of perfume. In England, I am commonly known as Golden Buttons, but I know I'm just a flower. I wouldn't dare pretend I'm made of actual gold. <laughs> in France, they call me Barboutine, the one who likes to paddle in water. I find this very cute, but my real name is Tansy. In case you're wondering, my botanical name is Tanacetum vulgare, which has its roots, no pun intended, in the Greek word Athanasia, meaning immortality. That's because I can stay up for a long time without getting tired. This name likely also refers to how extraordinarily long I can live. There are other factors that explain my connection to immortality, but let's not get carried away. I'll come back to this later. I'm over the moon to have been revived by L'Occitane. They have their own way of doing things, and they really do cultivate change. Let me explain. They started off with an exciting topic, to transform me and other flowers that had disappeared from the perfume industry into a natural extract. They took up this incredibly experimental challenge involving research, agroecology, mythology, and perfumery to achieve a very tangible product. Yes, You've guessed it. It's a perfume. Us plants live through time, and we tell stories. And the reason we are talking to you today is because we are part of a neglected, sometimes even forgotten, heritage. Thankfully, L'Occitane decided to revive us and bring us back into fashion. The idea is simple, yet bold to draw inspiration from our past to innovate in the present while preserving our history. The best thing about all of this is that we're going to be recognized again and talked about. Okay, maybe not as much as the latest It Bag, but one thing we can be sure of is that many people will wear us, too. 
I'm glad not to be a handbag, actually, because I love being a plant. A gorgeous perennial plant that grows up to two meters tall, and that's straight, simple, smooth, and proud. Well, there's nothing wrong with being proud. My leaves are feathery, and my yellow flowers look like buttons, arranged in clusters. My foliage is a superb dark green, and its scent is complex. How can I describe it to you? Mm, it might remind you of camphor or wood. It's hard to be specific. You have to smell me to grasp the true complexity of my peppery aroma. This peppery note is the reason I was used as a substitute for expensive spices in the Middle Ages, such as the pretentious nutmeg and cinnamon. I'm just fooling around. I actually rather like them. Someone else I really like is Anne-Sophie Bouville. Do you know who she is? She's the one who discovered, or rather rediscovered, me. Let's pause for a second so I can tell you more about her. In 2015, Anne-Sophie and L'Occitane crossed paths. The brand asked this young chemistry student, a botany enthusiast, to participate in a project they were developing. It involved dusting off the lost flowers of perfumery. Without a second hesitation, Anne-Sophie embraced the project and threw herself into a PhD, of which we would be the sole topic. In the International Perfume Museum's archive in the town of Grasse, she listened to thousands of recordings about the lives of flowers. She read through the extensive literature of the Villa Saint-Hilaire and pieced our stories together. She perused documents at the Grasse's library, which is fortunate to include many donations from perfume makers. In short, she revived us and gave us our voice back. I have a vibrant history. For hundreds of years, my flowers were used in a soothing face cleanser. And when having a fair complexion was fashionable, women used my floral water to keep their skin pale. Let's face it, I wouldn't be of much use to create a fake tan. <laughs> Whatever their complexion, I've always accompanied women. Back then, it was customary to leave a bouquet of tansies at their window to praise them for achieving hard labor, usually done by men. Mm, assuming a woman can't do what a man can do? <laughs> How very patriarchal. I admire women. Really, they are fascinating. In the Middle Ages, they would use me to help fertility and prevent miscarriages, or, on the contrary, to provoke abortions. One piece of advice, handle me with care. Yes, I can be a bit hot-headed. Too much of me, and suddenly, I'm highly toxic. I can paralyze and cause convulsions, stomach cramps, and hallucinations. Impressive, right? But all you need to do is use me in small doses, and I promise, I won't cause you any trouble. But let's move on. I know what you're waiting for me to tell you about. Of course, my connection with immortality. Okay then, I'll be nice and tell you more. According to legend, a bouquet of my flowers was given to Ganymede, one of Zeus's lovers, to honor his beauty. 
I have to say, Ganymede was rather handsome. He brewed my flowers and drank me. Yes, even in Olympus, they drink herbal teas, thus becoming immortal. The takeaway from this story is that if used correctly during rituals, I could prolong your life or even grant you eternal life. Not bad, right? You can always give it a shot. After all, what have you got to lose? Is it thanks to this story that so many people show an interest in me? At L'Occitane alone, many people took part in bringing this Fleur Inoubliable project to life, this one-of-a-kind collective adventure. And Sophie, Romain, Virginie, Philippe Magali. Ah, but of course, I've not told you about Philippe and Magali yet. Oh, I owe them so much. Philippe and Magali are my growers. They've been working with L'Occitane for many years, and they are true pioneers of agroecology. My experimental revival started in their fields, in a commune in Provence called Juc. That's where I grow now. They placed me next to my friends, the lavenders. They're so beautiful, so purple, as they reach out to the sun, and that scent, mmm... I'll never tire of it. Breathe. Listen. This is my home. I mean, Philippe, Magali, and mine. Are you here yet? It's just so good to be here. Yet, I'm originally a traveler. I'm native to Europe and Northern Asia. And because my petals don't get cold easily, I can grow in Siberia, the Caucasus, North America, and even Armenia. Wherever I live, I attract ladybirds and other little buzzing marvels. Even the female hare trusts me. She likes to nestle at my feet with her babies. Since I cover their scent, I'm the perfect ally to keep them safe from predators. And I believe a certain sorority has developed between them and the does that also come and hide under my foliage. Helping to preserve local wildlife fills me with pride. I don't mean to brag, but in my own way, I contribute to keeping an environmental balance. And that's something L'Occitane loved about me. Magali says that when she saw me as a young seedling for the first time, my leaves were very thin and fern-like. She was so moved when she saw how I developed in her fields. She watched as my stems grew taller than her and Philippe. Together, they planted me across a small area to make sure they could care for me in the best possible way. By the way, last winter, I gave them a scare by disappearing completely. But in the end, I grew back on my own. Yes, that's the way I am. I disappear and reappear with the seasons. Once I've been picked in August, we start talking serious business. My essential oil is extracted. It's a technical process. I won't go into the fine details, but it's obtained by distillation. 
My fresh flowers are then exposed to steam, which captures my aromatic molecules and turns them into vapor. They are then condensed by refrigeration to obtain a floral water and an essential oil. The oil phase is the one that is the most interesting aromatically and compatible with perfume making. The hydrosol itself isn't soluble in the perfume, but can be highly valuable to the cosmetic industry. Enter the perfume maker. Something else I absolutely love about this project is that, unlike what is usually done in the perfume industry, L'Occitane came to see perfumers directly, with my flower as an essential oil. I would be their central component, the foundation of their olfactive creation. The idea was to create a perfume with an innovative approach, starting with the flower and, above all, of valuing its territory. They loved this approach. Of course, who wouldn't? In the past, my essential oils, made from my flowers and leaves, was often used as a top note in perfume compositions. Oh, I think I may have lost you at top notes. Let me explain. To understand this concept, you have to picture what we call the olfactory pyramid. Yes, I'm becoming quite the expert. At the top of this pyramid sits the top note, the lightest and most volatile scent in the perfume. In a nutshell, the top note is the one that evaporates the quickest, usually in less than an hour. It's the note that gives the perfume its burst of fragrance, the one that makes you decide whether you take it or move on to another. It's followed by the heart note, which gives the perfume its personality, then the bass note, the most intense and durable of all three. So, I was used as a top note. I was liked for my camphor, aromatic, lemony, herbaceous aromas. But I must admit that I'm still rarely used in perfumes today. I was told that the reason I disappeared was because my olfactory universe was too close to those of other aromatic plants. That's why I was relegated to home fragrances, and my leaves were used in scented sachet and poupourri. <laughs> the word poupourri literally translates as rotten jar. I mean, the jars are not actually rotten, like the term implies. Have you seen them? Poupourri are little jars in which dried leaves and flowers are added, diffusing a fragrance. They're not very chic, but they're far from being rotten. Only for insects am I unappealing. They clearly have very bad taste. They hate me, in fact. My leaves literally repel them, which is why I have been used as a natural insecticide. In a nutshell, I was mostly used for my aromatic and pharmaceutical properties. I was okay with that, mostly, but I was looking forward to a change of scenery and to moving up the echelons of society. Meaning, I was looking forward to becoming a perfume flower again. It was my dream. A perfume flower sounds classy, elegant, chic. I'm sure you can see where I'm coming from here. 
When I saw my peers, such as the rose, it makes me almost green with envy. But that's all in the past. I'm in the present now. All thanks to L'Occitane. On top of this, with my favorite stage name, Barbotine. A sweet and fresh perfume created by perfumers Fabrice Pedgrin and Ilias Hermenides. To create me, Fabrice told me he immersed himself in his aromatic memories of going for strolls on the sunny pass of Provence, where the sun generously warmed the stone and wildflowers undulated in the wind. He inhaled fresh and aromatic garrigue scents. He wanted to include all of this in my perfume. That's how Barbatine was born. My olfactory signature poured into a lemon green bottle. My creators wanted this perfume to be a perfect representation of my personality. They have given it a greener note and brought surprise along with a lot of freshness. It was an exciting challenge to keep my aromatic notes while turning them into a delicious fragrance. For those who don't know much about perfumery, aromatic notes is a phrase used to describe a scent made from natural and fresh materials, such as thyme, rosemary, basil, and mint. They make my perfume raw, energetic, and powerful. So the ultimate challenge was to bring together energy and softness. And I think we can say it was a success. Soft and aromatic notes emanate from my perfume, blended with warmer and woody notes. Barbatine is a bold interpretation of my complex personality. Forgotten Flowers is a podcast by L'Occitane, produced by Louis Creative. Juliette Fayet and Léa Rouault wrote this episode. I, Katie Carrie Watts, interpreted Barbotine. Blanche Martin is responsible for production. Antonin Léger was on editing, sound production, and mixing. The original music was composed by Marine Kemeré. And if you liked this lovely story, well, the best way to support the podcast is to talk about it around you. Simply share the link that you'll find in the episode's description. You can also leave us stars and comments. Thank you very much 